Welcome to YFC Now with news and encouragement from Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Ministering to area kids for over 65 years, here is the host of YFC Now, Executive Director Ed Kazmarek. And here we are again on the YFC Now show. I love it. Thanks for being here with us. We're talking about not only Youth for Christ, but of course, our youth. It's all about our young folks, the next generation. And Youth for Christ is all about helping young people make a big decision, and that's the decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ and uh, to meet him and accept him and become a Christian. Now, there's a lot to that, and as if you've listened to this show or if you're familiar with Youth for Christ, we're all about relationships. We love that we can uh, be caring adults in the lives of kids, and that's what we do. Well, the show today is going to be talking about just that, about young people who are connecting on campus with caring adults and connecting with one another, because a lot of times to make a difference on campus, kids can help other kids make changes in their lives. And kids, just as much as adults, are sharing truth on campus today around Fresno and Madera counties. It's, it's great news, and it's great to hear some of the stories. Well, if you ever want to know more about Youth for Christ, of course, you can always go to our website, yfcnow.org. Or you can call us at 237-4741, and we'll be glad to talk to you and fill you in. But I really want to encourage you to visit our website, because on that website, we have several videos, and some of them are just seven or eight minutes long, but they document and they show what we do as a ministry. And you will be touched, because there are some stories of life change, transformation in kids' lives as they've been challenged with the gospel, and as they've been in relationship with uh, other students, student leaders, volunteers, and staff of Youth for Christ. It's just great news. It is fun to be a part of this movement, and it's fun to be a part of hearing about uh, lives being changed. You know, um, there are kids, as you know, uh, who are incarcerated, kids in really difficult situations who may be struggling with drug addiction, uh, making choices that uh, land them in a lifestyle of crime or gang membership. And there are kids, there, there are uh, teen dads and teen moms who are dealing with being young parents and trying to figure that out, even if they didn't have a good role model themselves. But there's also thousands and thousands of kids who we would say are okay, they're doing fine. They look on the surface like they've got no problems or they're handling life just fine. But we know that there can be a range of problems and struggles in kids' lives, and they are on campuses all around us all around Fresno County, whether it's McLean or Edison or Clovis West or Bullard or Clovis North, any of the uh, private schools, um, charter schools, continuation schools, middle schools and high schools. There are thousands of kids who need the Lord and they need the truth in their lives and they need someone who cares to share with them and be a friend. So that's what we're all about. And we're going to learn some stories today um, about kids on campus. Now, if you happened to tune in last week uh, or recently, you would have heard a story about a club on Clovis East Campus. That club is called the SWAT Club, and we'll find out what that uh, acronym means in just a minute. But we talked about a great volunteer, Janet Sala. We had an interview with a student, and uh, you heard from Jameson White as well, who's our staff member who visits the many different campuses and helps support the campus clubs that the kids operate. Well, today, joining us is another student from Clovis East, 
and also Jameson White himself here in the opulent Youth for Christ studio in downtown Fresno. And so I want to introduce these gentlemen to you. First of all, uh, Jameson White, welcome. Thanks for having me. Jameson White, our friend-to-friend director, again, supporting the campus clubs, and um, a student, a senior at Clovis East. It's John Wilson. Welcome, John. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. I'm glad to have you here. John has a story that I want uh, everyone to hear about, and, and John will you know, certainly want to find out kind of your journey of being a student at Clovis East and your involvement in club. But set us up, Jameson. Tell us a little bit, again, about the SWAT club. What does that mean, and... What does the club do? What's it all about? SWAT stands for Students with a Testimony. It is a club that is run by a pretty large student leadership team. Uh, They meet with Mrs. Sela once a month at her house. They plan out the activities of SWAT, which include things like sharing testimonies. They include things like uh, youth pastors um, giving the word. They include activities outside of clubs, service opportunities, and fun and games, um, ways to bless their campus and interact with their peers. So it kind of runs the gamut. It's very well organized, and there's a lot of passion and history in SWAT, um, which makes it a club that people know about on campus, and they usually get about 70 kids coming to the choir room. Um, So it's pretty exciting to attend, actually. So explain that a little bit more, Jameson, because people are always curious about their relationship on campus. They think about the separation of church and state and Mm -hmm. the concept of actually talking about Jesus on a public school campus. Just talk about that a little bit. Is that happening today? Right. Campus clubs have to be uh, student-led. And so a way way to think about that is that everything that happens in SWAT is student-initiated. Um, but with our relationships uh, with students, we are invited into the process. So there's a lot that we can do outside of campus, like host leadership meetings, influence what they do, um, and teach teach about different things they could be doing. But um, we allow them to invite us into their world uh, to speak or to share our story or to give the gospel. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful mixture um, of student and adult interaction for the mission and the ministry of SWAT. But in no ways are campuses completely closed to adult interaction, but everything does come down to specific principles and specific schools. And I think uh, Ed may have shared before, and this may be a time-limited opportunity, uh, one day campuses may be closed due to security risks or simply uh, a greater divide between church and state. But right now, we enjoy um, you know, a lot of freedom. We always follow the letter of the law. And Absolutely. We always talk to administrations. We check in. We get our name tag. We, we are actually a support to administrations. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, they're really happy to see us coming because they want any kind of adult interaction in the lives of the kids. Just a quick story on that note, um, not to confuse people, but at a school called McLean, uh, we became aware of a girl who was struggling um, and were able to bring the things she was dealing with to the attention of the administration. And when this girl wasn't showing up to club for a number of weeks, we got concerned and was able to say, does anyone know what happened to this girl? Does anyone know where she is now, if she's still in school? And to initiate that conversation, in a sense, we can become just extra hands and feet on the ground for administration that already feels overtaxed and unable to deal with the things going on in the, in the lives of youth. Well, so we love to be supportive to the administration and, of course, to kids. And so, John, tell me your story. How did you first hear about SWAT? How did you get connected on campus? And what was that journey like? You know, what, what was life like before when you first got connected to club? 
Well, uh, starting out, uh, 7th and 8th grade was real fun, a new experience, but, uh, 8th grade, I kind of came pretty self-aware, and I was like, man, a lot of these, all these people I'm hanging around aren't, I don't think they're going down on a good path, and I wasn't a Christian at that point at all, I was, I grew up in a Catholic home for, like, two years when I was, like, three years old, and then when we moved here, uh, they just stopped going to church, so, uh, I didn't really know much about anything, no one had testified to me, told me anything about the word, so, uh, Eighth grade, I said, man, I don't know if I want to do this. So I just hung out in the band room and drum all day. So then um, my freshman year, I'm a, I was a pretty bold person. I said, uh, all right, I'll just go out and make new friends. And uh happened to stumble upon these guys. And I thought, like, man, these guys are so cool. They were a lot of fun. They were really nice to me. Oh, man, it was, it was actually a, it was just a joy just talking to them a lot of the time. And uh, every Thursday, I'd go out there, the spot we always hung out, and I was like, where are my friends? <laughs> they would disappear every Thursday. And so about a little, little more than like halfway through the year, they're like, dude, do you want to come to SWAT? And I was like, you guys are into guns? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I thought you guys were like all these nice people. Mm-hmm. So that really confused me at first. And I was like, no, I'm okay. And then a few weeks later, I was like, okay, what is SWAT? And they're like, oh, it stands for Students with a Testimony. And I was like, uh, what is that? <laughs> and so uh, they're just like, just come, you'll you'll like it. And I was I was still kind of hesitant, so I was just like, maybe next time. So then I, I finally asked about enough questions and all the right questions to to finally for them to convince me to go. So uh, I show up and I'm like, free food, I'm in. <laughs> mm, yeah, there you go. Already, that's all it took for me. <laughs> But then uh, I, I see all this stuff happening. Uh, one of the first people I heard uh, it was Gabe. I think he works for Youth for Christ, actually. Yeah. And uh, it was actually really inspiring. It get, just just the message, that, the message that he spoke was just it's so inspiring to me that I just like, oh, my gosh, I need to come back to this. And the whole time I was looking around the room, I was like, wait, who are these people? I've never seen them before. And then, like, all these like, leaders in band, they were, like, serving the food and stuff. I was like, dude, this is really cool. And I saw, like, someone's mom in, the, like, the corner. I was like, uh, <laughs> that's a little awkward. So why is there a mom here at school, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't know you'd bring your mom to stuff like this, but that's cool. And then, uh, <laughs> so that's kind of how it got to me, but it was finally at the point where uh, I was hanging out with those guys, and they just happened to be the leadership of that SWAT club. So, uh, they invited me over. They were making a video for SWAT one time, and uh, it was really inspiring to me. And I was just, I just kind of lost it. I went on to the, they had, I don't know how to explain it, but they had these signs, and it was like it kind of told their story in like a few words. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it like connected to someone else who had like the same card to them. So it was just like, I saw that, and I like, I've grown real, I've I had grown real close to those people. So it was just like, man, this is this is deep to me. So before you go further, I first want to point out that's really great. I mean, what you've done for us is connected the dots of how a kid gets to a club, a Christian club or an outreach club on campus. And you basically had friends that you liked, you're interested in, and they invited you. Once you all figured out what the name was <laughs> and all that, you you got to club because they invited you. Yeah. And when you got there, there were it was an amazing, you've really well described your experience, and it was a, a different environment for you. Yeah. And then... There was a message. There were people speaking and then a video and a message that impacted you. And so you were just telling about how that really impacted you and kind of got into your heart. 
dig a little deeper on that and tell us more about how that felt when something grabbed you at that one club. Oh, yeah, I remember. I definitely remember my first two weeks ever going to the club. Uh, Gabe spoke the first week, and I'm, one thing that is still stuck with me to this day was uh, one of the first things that came out of his mouth was, no, man, no one man can tell you how to interpret the Bible. And I was just like, this changes everything. Because <laughs> since we moved there for a while, everyone on my street was like, we didn't know, and no one went to church, no one had any religion to them. So it was all, all definitely new to me. All my perceptions of what Christianity was was like blown in one sentence. Hmm. And then the next week, Anthony, he's got a church down here in Tower District. Yeah. Real cool guy. Uh, he spoke the next week and changed my perceptions even more. Uh, he pretty much elaborated on what Gabe said. He's like, but he like, I don't know how he connected it to love. But, like, he was like, you need to love on people how Jesus loved on people hmm. so that people will know that love. And it was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> huh. It was very, very different for me at the time, but it was, like, definitely a growing experience. And uh, it kind of like warmed me up to the people that I didn't know in there because they were all, like, receiving the message, too, just being in the same room and so close because hmm. uh, it was a pretty packed classroom full of, like, I don't even know how many kids. It was a lot. And uh, what was the culture like in that room? I mean, did you feel accepted automatically, or did you feel odd man out? Oh, I definitely felt odd man out the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know anyone here other than the people giving me food. And it was just <laughs> like, oh man, I made. I know I went out there and made friends then, but it seems even harder right now because I know nothing about this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as well versed, and it was just like, who am I going to turn to when I have questions for this? Mm-hmm. So really, club ultimately, you know, at least our mission at Youth for Christ ultimately comes down to understanding who Christ is and giving kids an opportunity to become followers of Christ. So was there a point where you realized that's what this was all about and you wanted to make that decision? It was definitely in that backyard when uh, they were shooting that video. Uh, I kind of just snuck away to the side of the house and I just kind of broke down and started crying. I saw what they had, and I wanted it so bad. I've never wanted anything in my life so bad. It was, uh, that was the time where I said, all right, you guys definitely need to drive me to church every day of my life. (laughs) Hmm. Monday, Sunday, Tuesday, all the days. Who did you say that to? Who did you want to take you to church? Well, eventually, they kind of were wondering where I am, so a few of my friends found me on the side of the house and started praying with me. But all those those friends that I made with, uh, who were leaders of the club, they... It was definitely them. I'd really grown in fellowship with them. Hmm. And th- this was back in, was this your freshman year? That was my freshman okay. year. All right. So big event in your life at that club. You, you know, you've got these friends. They found you. They supported you. What happened from that point on? Oh, man, from there, I just, I got that initial spark of I was really dedicated. I was, like, ready to go kickbox for Jesus or anything I could. <laughs> but it was just, like, I went out and I did I like I, was, I wanted to learn so much more, and it was like I took I got taken to church by one person this week, and I was at this church, and I was at a different church because someone else took me, and I was like learning all this stuff. But it was just like I feel like there's always needs to be more there, and uh, I think it was that point where I didn't really understand what I was doing yet, but I was definitely growing in the process. That's really great. Do you uh, do you now? Okay, now you're three years removed from that. How would you describe your growth in the last three years? Uh, I don't even know if I can describe that. I feel much more well-versed. 
uh, I feel like if someone came to me in a situation where they they wanted Christ, I could definitely help them out. Hmm. Feel like I have a lot of knowledge that I'd like to share, and like I have plenty of opportunities to share it. I'm in fact I'm speaking at the club tomorrow. <laughs> cool. So you're still involved in SWAT. I'm definitely still involved in SWAT. Involved. Do you invite other kids on campus to come to SWAT? I don't invite them. I bug them until they do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's definitely an invitation. It's not like I'm poking them in the armpit until they come. Sure. It's definitely a, hey, dude, you should check this out sometime. That's great. Well, and that's what happened for you, and that's how that's how it happens, and that's how kids find that, that connection that they need so bad. Yeah. That's really great. Well, so now you're a senior, mm-hmm. and you're approaching the end of your school year. What's in the future for you? Man, I'm trying to get a job up at a Christian summer camp. Hopefully that'll work out for me. Uh, lately, God's been setting on my heart uh, just ministry as it is, and I've already have some experience in summer camps running them and stuff. So I think that would be a cool place to start for me. Hmm. You know, you recently got baptized not too long ago. Would yeah. you Would you mind sharing that story real quick? Oh yeah. Uh, finally, years later, dedicated to a church. Uh, one of the essential people, one of those friends that had helped me come to Christ. Uh, he was going to that church, and we were playing. I was actually in the worship band at that point, and uh, we had this Valentine's Day outreach. It was out at some high school, like, on the other side of town, and I had never heard of it. And it was just like, they asked me to come help out and just, I remember it was, it was like the preschool part of it. I had to, like, watch little kids and, like, play games with them. It was real fun. And then uh, they had this, the big event outside on the basketball courts, they had this, like, 20-foot stage that was, like, up on, like, flimsy little poles. And I was like, is it safe up there? But they had, like, five bathtubs on the side. And it was like, they shared the word straight. It was the truth. And uh, they invited anyone who wanted to just right then, right now, to come get baptized. Like, they explained that it's no requirement. It's just you dedicating your life right then. And, uh... I had yet to be dedicated that way, so I said, all right, I'm in. And uh, they had our youth pastors and all the pastors of the two churches that we did with. And uh, they asked if Soundship, we call him Soundship, they asked if Soundship uh, wanted to baptize me because he was definitely an essential person in my life to come to Christ, and he willingly accepted. And uh, uh, it was awesome, actually. That's the only word I can describe it as. Yeah, it's just totally amazing that, I mean, one of the guys who helped lead you to Christ got the opportunity to baptize you. Yeah. I mean, in the matter of three years at in high school. Who would have thought freshman year you'd show up and, like, this was the experience that was waiting for you? That blows my mind. And now you're president of SWAT. Yeah. You know, helping to to return the favor to countless other kids, you know? Oh, yeah. What's what's your, kind of lastly, what's, what's your future hope for the club? You have three months left, maybe, to, like, leave a lasting mark. And what are you driving at for the end of this year? Well, it's been my drive all year to give back is at least is what much the club gave to me. So, I mean, I've been trying all year to give back what I can to the club. And I hope that continues in future years that the club can support that supply. That didn't make sense. (laughs) That that the club can support the kids in the way that it did to me and uh, Mm. just give them that opportunity, like you guys have been saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Well, awesome stuff. Jameson, tell us, uh, there are other clubs around in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, 
let me put you on the spot. How can folks in the listening audience support you as a YFC guy that goes club to club yeah. and wants to help kids like John mm-hmm. plug into club? There are three concrete ways, um, and I'd like to tell you all three with the hope that maybe one of them uh, might stand out to you as a small, a small way that you can make a big impact. Uh, one is through prayer. Um, it is one of the pillars of our ministry is that nothing happens without the spirit of God moving. And we believe that uh, prayer is powerful and is needed that, that we need to remember that there are kids who need to hear the word. Um, just like Jesus said, just to ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. So you can join us in prayer. You can commit to be a prayer partner, um, connect on our, on, online, email us, let us know, and we will send you stories. We will send you kids names to be praying for. That's one way. Second way is finances. Um, Mrs. Sela, uh, t- it takes a lot of money to provide food for 60, 70 kids every week at a campus club. Um, and that's a ministry of her heart, not only her time, but her finances, but youth for Christ does that at other campuses. And, uh, that's a concrete way. Um, maybe you can help feed some kids so that they can hear the word. Another way is with your time. If you have an hour during lunch and you would like to be the hands and feet on campus, the people learning stories, hearing stories, sharing the love of Christ. Um, again, connect online. We can connect you to a campus. Um, age is not a requirement. Um, so you, you might think you're too old or too young, but we will take you through a training process. And believe me, kids are starved for relationships, for people that love them. Um, and, and we'll share truth with them and be honest with them. So if that's you, please um, contact us. We would love to place you. Um, and, and, and put you in the life of youth so that you can experience what it's like to share the gospel with a kid and make a make an everlasting difference. You know, Jameson, the amazing thing about relationships is that even though technology has exploded and people are busier than ever, God has still designed it where people need relationships. And I see in kids' eyes that they are glued to someone who's speaking truth mm-hmm. or encouraging. You know, sometimes it's just a word. Hey, I know you can do it. Hey, I know you can be a leader. Those encouragements, those little, those few moments that you spend in the life of a kid can be life-changing for them. And that's because God has designed us for loving relationships. And uh, that's what it's always going to be about. As busy as we are in this crazy world, as wired up as we are, we still need relationships. And John, I want to ask you one final question kind of uh, in our last couple of minutes here. Um, you are a student. You've just kind of revealed to our listening audience about what it's like, a little window into the life of a student. What do you think, how can our listening audience pray for students on campus right now? What are the specific things they're struggling with, and how can we pray for kids like you on campus? Uh, Definitely pray for fellowship all around the campus, just not in the club. Because, I mean, uh, especially in my story, you can see it, that uh, community came first. And uh, outreach is one of the things that, it's just an invitation away, and that'd be great if you could pray for fellowship. Mm, that's really great. Just being in a relationship with each other is so important. Well, that's what it's all about, and our, our relationship with Christ is the ultimate relationship. He's modeled that for us. He's modeled being in relationship, and so um, we just hope to expand what we do to be able to be on more campuses and be in more places with great adults, volunteers, or staff like Jameson or like Gabe or Anthony, all the people you talked about. So, well, John, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Great to hear your story, and thanks for coming. Oh, thank you, guys. It's a great opportunity to share testimony like this. You bet. Well, maybe we'll have you back for round two one of these days. Yes. 
And Jameson, thank you again for what you do. And thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys for listening too. Well, I want to wrap up with just a reminder. Uh, any details can be found out on yfcnow.org. We're even working on a podcast of these radio programs if you want to uh, co- go back and kind of catch another listen. And we'll give information on that as well. Uh, actually, you can search through iTunes and catch some of them right now. If you search YFC Now through iTunes, you can actually listen to past shows. So maybe check that out. Give it a try. We've uh, really enjoyed talking today and being able to share with everyone about the ministry. Come and check out YFC at, at yfcnow.org. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Have a great day. You've been listening to YFC Now. Contact us with your comments and questions at 237-4741. Visit us on Facebook or on the web at yfcnow.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our youth.